Hey, hey, bro, what's up? Hey, your mother. Hey, how you been? Long time no here, no see. How you been? Yeah, bro, we uh, we didn't see you on Tuesday. We had like a get together, and you went there, man. Yeah, I know. I heard Byron was coming, um, and I just didn't want to go. So that's kind of it. Yeah, <laughs> no. But where was I on Tuesday? Um, I actually forgot. Oh yeah, I actually went to a. <laughs> I went to my cousin's twenty first, and uh, it was horrible because I ended up having to go to Margate. And once I was in Margate, I stayed there. T- I only got back three three a.m. in the morning. Oh, but uh, how old? Yeah, so, and it actually costed me the whole entire time. But you know who has just joined? He is the RZ's introduction. He is last year's winner. He is only that good that he's only got one good, one win. And we couldn't divide our call this week because, uh, well, Byron's in this country. Uh, <laughs> so here he, he is. is he well, is a everybody. Hey, Byron, how are you going? <laughs> really good here in Africa. Nice, bro. Did I can't you, did see the same up? for my team. Yeah, we we all know that. We all know that. Stop stating the obvious. <laughs> but shop for joining tonight, Byron. How how you been? Uh, how you been enjoying Africa? Um, it's been good, eh? Um, just classic Africa trip, you know. Um, losing pretty much most of my games on my away uh, tour, yeah, which is always exciting and makes my my. You know, it helps me focus on uh, on family and and other things because I'm quite full of rugby. <laughs> I did I did uh, not hear about a minute of that because uh, someone was phoning me and I hung up on them. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm Bobby hoping. wasn't your girlfriend, though. Hey, Jono. Yeah, all four of them. Yeah, I've got four of them now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. As um as last year's winner, I know it's a bit late for tips because I mean you're sucking. So I mean I know no one wants to hear your advice, but how's your season going this year? And do you actually have advice for anyone, say for Justin and Jason, while they are the lead front runners? Yeah, um, I would say just manipulate everybody you can so that you can get uh, good trades for yourself and cut trades for them. As you get better, um, uh, especially if you're up against Jono, um, even just cheats if you can. Yeah. <laughs> talk about talk about your uh, assistant coach, Jason. What do you feel? Um, <laughs> what do you feel? Um, so basically, yeah. Tonight we're having fun, and uh, we just we're bringing on Byron and Jason as well. And we just uh, well, Byron, oh, Jason's always here. So uh, yeah, but I don't know. We're going to look into how we are, where we are in the season. I, I would say. So, I don't know, Jason, when you look at the log and you look at the matchups, what are you thinking? I see Conference 2 occupying places first, second, third. So, I think Conference run is shitty. Um, <laughs> That's my conference. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. But, you know, I'm not – I can't recall. Like, I, I wish I kind of – I wish you could go look look back at previous tables. And obviously, the last couple of years, we did have one or two sleeper teams of like Benedict and Co. Um, but this um, this looks really tight, eh? I mean, your guy guy is pretty much out of it, but everyone else like is super close. You know, I, I've had like a, a fairly decent season, but I mean, 
everyone is within either a win or two from that, basically. Um, a guy like Nick might be like three wins back. Um, however, I mean, he scored flipping well, you know, and um, it seems to me this this season has been ultra competitive, um, particularly conference conference one. Like, if you win a match, you could you jump up like you jump up like four places, you know. Um, so it's, except it's quite cool. Yeah, except Jono. Well, technically, if I if I beat you this week and Byron and Cole lose, I go to yeah third. All right, you're right. I only drop yeah. up to. No, but you um, you beat Byron this week. I mean, Byron, you beat him, and uh, and then you you literally you jump ahead of him, you know, which is awesome. Um, yeah, because yeah, four points. <laughs> so that's I don't know. I was having a look through, and it's 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 it is it is quite quite tight. Um, and then the other thing is a couple guys I think are starting to hit form at the right time, who've been kind of towards the bottom. Um, I think Nick uh, and particularly Sven, those two um, are, are, are looking quite good um, and adding to guys who I've thought have looked quite good this season, like Mitch. Um, and I think uh, Bestwick also, I mean, you look at Bestwick, he pulls off a win this weekend. Um, he's on seven wins, bro, you know. Um, that's uh, one foot in the door. Yeah, and and what well, do you guys... Yeah, well, basically, yeah, he's been winning those games. But so, Byron and Jason uh, each put a number. What do you think, and how many wins? You know, so, what's the total of wins? Do you think you need to get in order to make the semis? Byron first. Um, so, I'm not going to give you uh, just a number offhand. I, I reckon it's it's different for for, for each each different league. Um, I think for for us, it might be lower. Um, specifically just for conference one, whoever's going to be winning through the, the first thing. I mean, somebody could be going through in first place with seven wins. Um, but, you know, obviously like the, that nine number is, mm. is a number that people think is a sweet spot. So you think as low as seven, you can possibly make it? Um, uh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Right. Just, 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 just imagine everyone losing, winning, losing, winning for the next couple of rounds. Like yeah. let's say you win the next two rounds because remember we're playing against each other in conference one here on out, right? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, so I, I see your point. And and Jason, what do you think? I think one guy on eight will go through, and everyone else will be nine and up. All right. Now, yeah, that was kind of my prediction when I was also looking at uh, matchups because of the guaranteed wins. So, for example, I think Mitch and Cole are playing each other this week. I think um, is guaranteed that someone will go to six. Um, and then I think another week after that, there's guaranteed someone to go to seven um, as far as the dumb numbers. But so you, you put those guarantees in place and you try and set your benchmark, let's say at seven. So if seven is the win and there's four games left, that means guy has to win all four. So this year is slightly different. We've got the Sacco. So we know that normally the front runners, say like Justin and almost Jason, um, you're almost in this position where you can actually start planning for the semis and therefore maybe lose the matchup and get the better players for semis. So this year we've got the Sacco. When do you think now Gar, he's at the bottom, he potentially can't make the, uh, fifth or sixth even without Titan is up top. So when do you think he should start playing for the Sacco? And do you think it would be a good idea? Let's uh, go Jason first this round. Yo, um, I mean... I guess I had this in NFL. I was stoned last. Um, but I didn't lose the whole thing because I tried the oak in the sacco. 
Um, so I think that it is cool because at least you have something to play for. And um, I think Guy's team is actually not bad. So I think he will fare quite well in the Sacco. And to prepare for that for where he is now is is absolutely fine. Um, I I would just push to just keep winning games. That's what I would do if I were him. Oh, so you would still try and push for the fifth and sixth position? Yeah, yeah. Just thinking about thinking about that, he's definitely in with a chance there because um, he's only a win behind you, two wins behind Nick. I mean, with four games to play, that is enough for things to flip flop um, quite substantially. So, yeah, why not? All right, Byron, what do you think? And uh, and I'm just looking at at Duke's score. He's actually at this point the only one that's under a thousand points for. Um, and we know he's had his bad luck and bad injuries, but even if he ties with one of us, uh, he he still has one of the lowest points by uh, I think almost by two hundred points. Um, and we still yeah, we're still talking about Gar, and we but mainly using him <laughs> as a as a mule because of the fact that we've got the sacker this year, and it's just <laughs> when is it beneficial to start playing for the semis because. Should he take the loss and should he go for the semis? Um, that's a, that's that that's the real question. And when should he start doing that? Yeah, I think I think um, obviously the the later in the game you get, the harder it is to trade players because then they're less valuable because they're only going to give you so many games. Um, where now people are, are a little bit more desperate because they have a lot more to lose. So doing things like trading one halves. Um, I think I think would be important, um, but but yeah, I would start playing for the Saka if I was in his place. I don't want to. I don't want those blue balls. Yeah. All right. No, it's quite cool. All right. Two different types of opinions there. All right. But uh, of course, we missed the the podcast over the last two weeks, or probably even three weeks. Uh, of course. Of course. Been, yeah. Of course. Of course, it's always been there. So that's great. Um, <laughs> but I've been a trans guy, and there's work, and and it's obviously been the Easter holidays. But uh, any interesting things that we could take from the past three weeks? Um, Jason, anything that you could pick up on? Um, I thought just briefly, I mean, I know that New Zealand Oaks have been looking at some um, just kind of like general questions in their pod. But uh, I was just flicking through the draft results. And um, I think, um, you know, with four games left to play, we can definitely tell, you know, who who's performed according to the draft and who hasn't. Um so, I mean, like, in the first round, for example, um, I, w- I don't know if you guys can pull it up there, but, I mean, Jono, you drafted nine, Mitch drafted ten. That was Rico and Lamarpi. And I, and I reckon they probably have been the highest performers this season, and they were the lowest two picks as far as top ten goes. That I, I say that. I mean, Damian McKenzie's injured, obviously. But, it, like, just thinking about how it's worked out. So, Damian Ken- McKenzie hasn't quite worked out. Richie Mawunga has actually been flipping, definitely not the number two. Lions front row average, Sharks front row average, Rob Dupree, pathetic. (laughs) Israel (laughs) Falau, okay, that's a story on its own, but it ticks a box of hasn't worked out, you know. Uh, George Bridge got injured quite a lot. He's scoring a lot of points uh, per game when he actually plays, but he's missed a lot. Reds front row average. So Rico and Lamapi, the two lowest picks. There you go, bro. I mean, how's that for interesting? Uh, that's actually is interesting and uh, I actually am trying to draw it up now to actually get the figures um, but wonderful telecom has taken so long but uh, actually I haven't even thought of that and uh, thanks for bringing that up 
Um, it just shows you, like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's a that's a good thing. And uh, and to add on that little point, I think I've, it's the first time ever that a number one pick has also been dropped to the player hub because of performance. <laughs> what do you think about that, Byron, with Robert? Hey, Baron. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'll change my strategy next year. Um, this, this year, I was, I was just desperate to get like one of the um, better top performing fly halves based on last year. Um, and also, I was hearing good things of him um, when he was overseas. So when he came here and played like a toolbox, that was quite cool. Um, yeah, we, we all know his dad was really talking about him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, watch your cockroaches. Um, yeah, I think yeah. definitely strategy will change next year. Um, instead of having like a very leaning towards filling um, a positional um, place, I will probably rather lean towards a more balanced thing, whether if I can't find a top performing positional place, um, go for a top performing position irrelevant of where they are. Yeah, so I think uh, that was more of your uh, strategy this year, hey, Jason. I think you were saying uh, in the beginning of the year that if if there's a top position, you would go for it no matter what your strategy would kind of be. Um, and I think your draft was kind of one of the ones that were actually turned out quite of the best, I think. Um, as in, you know, best drafted teams it could be one of the runners um, because of your consistent points and your points for... Um, I think I don't know. What do you think about that? What uh, Baron was saying? Yeah, I think um, I think you influenced Oaks with the fly-off theory, Jono. <laughs> um, I know it is definitely a tactic. <laughs> yeah, because I mean Byron went obviously Rob Dupree, um over <laughs> a couple interesting options such as uh, Hayden Parker, Bernard Foley, Andre Pollard, who were available. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah. the reason why I did that is is I was thinking World Cup year ahead. I was thinking rests. Um, and honestly, if, I mean, if the Oak performed as he did last year, it would be a, a completely different story. Yeah, just... no, that's true. All right, um, all right. So I, I finally found out uh, the finding the I finally got the, this telcom loaded. So yeah, the the top performer is Rike Ioni. Any guess who's in second? Falau. It's Severis. Oh, yep. Yeah, Severis. Oh, so, yeah, so. It, he has a question. And then right after that is uh, Karevi. So, Justin's, uh, we've got about Karevi there. And uh, where was, was that Karevi? Was that, that Justin's second pick, eh? Uh, so, you're talking pick. about third pick. Yeah, he, he was his oh. first. Oh. Yeah, Simon Karevi. He drafted 21 overall. I'm sitting on the page now. So, he's worked at, In fact, if I look at that third round, bro, look at these guys who drafted in the third round. Karevi, Adi Sevilla, Jordi Barrett, Quacha. Um, let's skip a couple. Uh, Cohen Bosch, Bernard Foley, Quade Cooper. Some of those guys have been good, bro. Um, mm. uh, Damien Willemse, who's coming good late, you know. Um, interesting, eh? Yeah, and it, when you're mentioning those guys, I'm just seeing the top 10 right now. And it is Karevi, it is Pollard, uh, Barrett, Nana, um, and Cooper. You've got some of those third-round picks that are in the top uh, 10 right now. Uh, yep. Which makes it quite a good thing, um, and I actually see Havili, which I should have stuck with him because he's actually just ten points behind Falao now, and I'm hit off. Um, <laughs> just saw that now. Yeah, but it happens. But um, but that, that was a trade, and of course we've also had some trades recently. Um, of course, of course we've had some trades. I'm going to go to some of them, and you guys, you guys say 
whether who won. All right, so Justin and Mitchell's trade. Um, it was uh, Michael Hooper and Chris Sortea. Uh, that was Justin's, and he traded Mitch for Sifu, Naivalu, and Akira Ioni. Who do you think won in that one? Say that again. Sorry, John. Uh, Justin, up. Michael Hooper, and Chris Sortea from the Reds. For and then Mitchell gave him uh, C. What's he called? That Sifu and Naivalu and Akira Ioni. So Naivalu for the Reds as well. Yo, uh, that's a, that. To be honestly, I think that's a fair, yeah, right. fair trade. Based on... That's hard. To yeah, I wanna I wanna say Justin won, um, just because I feel like Akira is still gonna do something this season. I just it's I find it hard to stomach that he can just. He can still just okay. be so cuck, like, you know, for, for what he's... Remember, Akira was a first-round ranked player, hey? Like, the number one overall yeah. pick to lose forward. I mean, like, I just feel like he's still got something left to give this season, you know? Yeah, uh, I still think... I, I do remember him having having him last year, and he actually performed way better in the, after his bar. Um, yep. He had a bar around about 10 or 11. He had a bar, and he came back, and he just started firing in the 20s. Um, but of course, Justin made that. But based on their position, I would think it's fair just because Justin's playing for the semis and Mitchell's playing for the win. Mitchell got the win, Justin got the loss, but Justin might have the win later on. Um, so I guess they, that was the idea. Um, let's go to the next one Justin and Gar. Uh, Ju- Justin did a few trades, um, being sitting on the bench so far and taking the loss. Um, Marty, he has Justin's, uh, Marty McKenzie, Naholo, and Miotti. Obviously, he lost DMAC. And he traded Gar for Warren Whiteley, Reese Hodge, and Tony Pulu. What do you guys think about that? Ish. Byron? Yeah, Byron first. Go for it. Uh, Justin uh, gave Gar, Marty McKenzie, Naholo, and Miotti from the Jags, the fly half. And Gar gave Justin, Warren Whiteley, Reese Hodge, and Tony Pulu. Yeah, so the only the only big guy there to me because it's it's weird with Reese Hodge out at the moment because he's like all over the place. Um, is Tony Pulu who has like lots of potential, and then to be honest, Miotti to me is is gonna fall out of um, fall fall out of his his starting. All position. right, Jason. So I, I don't know. So I think that's like pretty, pretty all right. fair. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm on guy's side of this uh, for once. I. Yeah, I have Tony Pulu in SA Rugby. He's just been with an average, you know. Um, it's You know, he it's like a Henry Spate. I feel like they are, are more capable of doing something, but the Brumbies, you just don't seem to really get those points that you thought you would from like a Pulu or Spate, you know. So, uh, I, like, I like it on guy's side. I like, I like. Yeah, I think Guy brought a bit more balance to his team and Justin really just got Naholo um, when he starts playing once again for his team. Yeah, who, who, who might even not even like perform. Yeah, no, true. But then again, I, I know Guy... You know, if the Oaks battling to perform before he gets yeah. injured, you know, normally when you come back from injury, you get injured again. You, you like your performance. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's, like a, it's like a deja vu of Julian Sevilla for me. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, you're just like, yeah, it's it's become more of the name rather than the performance right now. Um, I've just, yeah. touched, I've touched you in a special place there, bro. 
Yeah, speaking about that, let's go on to the next train. <laughs> oh, Guinea and Billy Mix. Who wants to go first in this? Jason, you want to go first? Well, Guinea for Billy Mix. You think I sold you? <laughs> I think Jason. Brilliant, brilliant idea. <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's good. Nice idea. Um, well but done, to be Jason. honest, yeah, well done, Jason. I, I do think that um, you did it for the win. Did you get the win that week there? Uh, no, no, I didn't actually. Oh, you did. Both of us. No, 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 Yeah, no, I did it because I, I, I'm battling a midfielder. That's why. And and I've, I've. Yeah, oh, so you're still I'm battling. Still battling there. Lost three. Yeah. My three minutes in one week. I think my theory, um, yeah, no, it's bad. I think it was a bad trade. I think my theory is that um, no one will will pay for a halfback. So I'm sitting with number one and number two halfback. I don't, I don't know what people will pay for. Like I fished it out there, but people are like halfback, I'm over it, you know. So anyway, it was a bit of a. Which is which is weird to me. Eh? Honestly, I. I... I feel those low scoring positions like your lock and your halfback, if they're one of the top guys that get like double digits, I think they're like way more valuable than an outside back hitting 20, you know? Um, Yeah. All right. So I agree with that. But I think on the other side, I think Jason, you were aiming for mids and right now there's not many actually um, mids that people are willing to give up. uh, As far as I found, I think mids are, um, a little bit of the rare side right now, um, just as rare as halfback almost. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So I think in, in that way, it was a good. I think at the moment, I mean, uh, I, I think it's just one of those. Um, your your, I think your time is coming. You know, for the unlucky side of the fantasy season. When I when we always say, you know, throughout the season it starts balancing out, and you lost three mids in this week. But I I, I did at the end of the day. Um, I did feel that Billy Meeks was performing. He was bringing it every game. His figures were in the doubles every game. They weren't big. So his stats weren't bad. No, uh, his, I think stats were were, his stats were actually good. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, if, if I had to go, if we had to go pull up, um, well, I'll get it now. But it, Billy Meeks' stats were good. I think it was definitely, definitely, definitely an undersold. It's not even a question about it. Um, I just, it's more to it's more uh, for what you can actually get and what your team needs. So I definitely need a midfield balance. Um, yeah. And then what midfielder could you then get at a um, what's his face level, um, flipping uh, Kenya level? So um, yeah. Could for example, Curtis Rona? Could I get Curtis Rona? Oh, I. No. No, you wouldn't get Rona. You wouldn't get Lamape. You had Creel, and after and above that, I don't know who else is in the top mid range that are running for the mids. So Rona's averaging thirteen point seven. He's obviously not been starting very much as well, but you straight yeah. away saying no. So he's averaging thirteen point seven, um, and Genya is averaging um, thirteen point five. Uh, would you go um, Kurenjani Genya? I, I think you'd be losing out if you went Kieran Drani just because I, at the back of my mind, it's more emotion for Kieran Drani than rather than looking at his stats, to be honest. What about know, Jack Goodhue, Genia? Um, all right, we just lost Byron there. He probably ran our data. But Jack Goodhue, all right, so Jack Goodhue, when I look at his stats, his stats are actually very good. And like, well, were they good? But he's just only had about six games, and that's his sure. problem. That's the problem. Uh, okay. 
You all agreed. So his, 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 that's the thing, his games. But look at his stats, 14, 17, 16, 3, 14, 10. Pretty good stats. He's yeah. not exploding. Look at, let's look at Kenya's stats. Um, 15, 5, 23, 3, 4, 29, 16, 9. A bit more erratic. Um, definitely yeah. on a higher ceiling, you know. Um, but on on average points, Genia is 13.5. Uh, and what's his face? Uh, Goodhue is 13.0. So, yeah. however, you would never trade uh, Goodhue for Genia. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. I wouldn't. Yeah. So, that's... I think that's was my issue that I was seeing. I'm like, Genia has actually decent stats. He should be fetching a decent midfielder, but no one is no one is going to bite. Maybe because midfielders are thin. Lucanio M. I don't know if, if Carl would have traded him. He's sitting at 12, you know, um, a point and a half on average behind. Whether or not Genia could have even have fetched M, I wonder, you know. Maybe. I think, but I think your thing was time and it was also the balance of other people wanting to win. Um, and I think I was lucky that week that I just had an extra mid that I could play, and that's why I was able to give the Billy Meek. So I think it was a, a more the situation uh, that you were in, that I was in, and that's why I could get Billy Meeks. Do I think yeah. you could have got more? Yes. But based on your situation and based on everyone else's situation, I don't think you could have got more. And I think um, that's, so, yeah. that's exactly it, because guys will live um, with an average halfback than rather give up uh, something, you know. And I think that's what I, that's what I realized, really. Um, is it some yeah. of the guys who had like your, maybe your Jake Gordons or, um, I don't know, Mitchell Drummond type of guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't look at it too seriously, but like, I think gauging even your guys' response now, if you have to compare like for like, um, so it's something, it's something interesting for, for the future, you know, um, to think about is how, how valuable is the top, is the top halfback, you know, um, in the game. Yeah, and also adding, do you trade before you get in a predicament? Um, but yeah, but that's. Well, I was saying that. Let's end up with part one, and then let's see if we can bring Byron back in. He lost connection. Um, as soon as I got his WhatsApps here, but yeah, we'll uh, yeah let's matchups. and let's bring up with uh, the matchups. Okay, match-ups. one second. We'll be back. Like baby, 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 ooh, like baby. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you here? No, it's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I'm, 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 we're all listening. I know. Don't worry. I think you're pretty excited. You got seven wins. Or oh, eight wins. How many wins you got? Oh, I've got seven. Oh, seven. Like seven Reese. All right. <laughs> but uh, never mind. I don't know when Byron or if Byron's coming back. Hey! Hey, you mother. Are you there, Byron? Yes, I'm um, here. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. We were just, we were just, uh, we you, basically what you missed is the fact that we all believe that you're going to the Sacco and you'll end up with in there. But that's okay. Um, all right. There was only one more trade left before we all, uh, before we finished up there. <coughs> and it was actually involving uh, three people. But Byron, you were the mastermind behind it. Whoever knew that Lionel Mapu could get crotty? Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah, Byron, you started out, I think, hey, you gave, was it that you gave, um, you had Fletcher, wait, you had Lionel Mapu and you got Fletcher Smith, then you upgraded Fletcher Smith yep. to Crotty. Um, yep. Good going there. Um, you even posted a soppy comment, um, because I, I don't know if you know, I got that into Byron's head as well. I said, dude, you totally gave Byron, you totally gave Guy Fletcher Smith just to make him beat me. 
And uh, of course, later on, we saw a message. <laughs> we saw a message. Hey, guys, I don't want to look like um, what, what, what? I'm really not trying to make <laughs> God beat me. What is that message, Byron? What is that all about? I'm Jono just being a sore loser again and guilt tripping me. <laughs> his uh, sore wounds from last first talk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we lost Byron again. I don't, that wasn't <laughs> intentional. That wasn't intentional. Shame. Poor the broke back. A bit sensitive for the show. Yeah, I don't think I think he tried to exit out of there. Um, two people are recording. Let's just see how I can add him. One second, and let's see if I can add him. I'm trying something new here. If I can add someone halfway, yeah, but I think he's having. Yeah, let's see if I can add him. Are you still there? Are you still there? All right, let's see if he can come back. All right, but let's uh, carry on. Uh, but anyway, I do think that was a good move um, from um, all three parties. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, Gar had. I think. Baronhead. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just, it's, 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 hello. Hey, Baron. Yeah. Baron's back. Yeah. All right. Oh gosh, what a girl. All yeah. right. Those trades, Jono, are called shuffling shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Lana Marpy, Fletcher Smith, um, and Crotty are basically, you know, they are the leaders. The only name that's missing is Matt Proctor. <laughs> yeah. No, bro. Honestly, look at look look at um, look at look at Cotty's points the last few games. I know he's obviously got a concussion at the moment. Yeah. Just go look at his points, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's, moving on. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what? When you can, you, I mean, I must say, you did turn Lana Mapu into into Crotty, which is you know one point average better. So that's that's good. Um, but then yeah. Go so yeah, all right. But let's get on. We have to move on, and we're match moving ups. into this week's matchups. Um, first up, we do have um, who we got: Garvis, Nick. Um, what do you guys think about this uh, thing? And are you looking at the teams? Who do you think is going to take it? Uh, let's go, with Jason first. Yeah, since Byron just left again. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I think Nick is is on a roll here. And um, it's hard to see him losing this. Um, you know, some guys are just hitting form that, that scare me. Um, so, obviously, Sebu Reese is, is going to go buck wild. Um, but then Banks and Lates have, are hitting form. And so is Berger Odendahl, for that matter. Um, Foley's hitting form. and those, yeah. So, I'm just impressed. That being said, I don't think I would write off guys. So, I, I, I'm backing Nick to win. But uh, guys got a strong, strong team on paper. Um, with Nana Saturo starting, uh, hopefully Rob Thompson finally doing something. His loose forwards look good, Matera Nasarani. Um, nothing, there's no reason why he can't challenge in this match, but uh, for me, Nick, perhaps if you had to rank form teams, for me, Nick might be the form team at the moment. Yeah, he is pushing those numbers, but at the same time, I think Gar does have that. He's, I think that little comeback story is starting to happen for him. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that's where I feel. So it's and at this point, you just think maybe maybe Nick will hit a bad uh, week, um, but he has been bringing those numbers. I feel that Rob Thompson and Curtis Rohn are the two big ones in that game uh, versus each other. I think they kind of ba- both in the same points, um, kind of been injured, kind of been out. Uh, yeah. And I think both of them could go big. It's it's quite. I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, I think yeah, Foley, Foley and Josh Ioni. 
once again, I think it's almost tied, but Foley should do better. Um, and Byron is back. Um, he just keeps interrupting us, really. Um, <laughs> no, are you there, Byron? Yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, my gosh. You, all right. If you're here, you must stay. As we're going to kick you out. All right. <laughs> all right. But yeah, we we that's not. So um, we're just calling um, a guy. I mean, Jason just called Nick to win it. Um, have you been able to see um, Gar and Nick's uh, matchup? Hey, Byron. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Nick's Nick's uh, outside backs are like super hot. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go with Nick. All right. You also go, Nick. All right. Um, I'm going to back Gar on this one um, just because I like to, you know, be against the crowd. It's what I do. Um, but, yeah, that's what I do. All right. And then next matchup, we do have a very big matchup. This is one of these guys are going to be going on six. One of these guys are going to be staying on five. And both of them are in conference one. It's Cole versus Mitch. Um, Byron, who do you think is going to win this one? Uh, All right, Jason will say Mitch. Give me five. You're going to go Mitch. Jason's going to go Mitch. Byron, who are you going to go? To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Mitch as well. Holy Uh, shit, balls. (laughs) uh, uh, And he left. He left. I think he... That was the longest pause known to man. And that wasn't, he only left after he just called Mitch. Um, yeah, well, while, while, he, while he is actually on here, one of the points, um, so I think there's, 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 three, there's three type of like, consistent strategies we can have in fantasy rugby. One of them is like having a well-balanced team. The other one is having a, like a dual bus team. And Cole's got the, the team of, you know, the full-on Sharks. Um, now, in some way, I've always wanted to find out more about this because I feel that, hey, a team should get maybe 400 points, you know, if every yeah. Shark, 15 players are going to play. And those four 500 points that are going to come has to come from one of those, some of those players. So if you, um, if you have most of the majority of the players, surely you should get some of those players. What are you? What are some of the most of those points? What do you think about that strategy? Yeah, it's, I mean it's doable. I mean, if you were starting this week, like Braden Enor, George Bridge, and Sevu Reese, I'd be I'd be fine with that, eh? Um, and then, uh, okay, let's say the Crusaders, for example. If you had, and then you add to that your Jack Goodhue. Uh, and you're, I mean, shit, you've got Mitch Hunt, but usually Richie Mawunga. Um, and then you throw in the, the front row, one of the locks and Jordan Tafua. Like that, that side would be all right, eh? I think um, the Sharks, you know, what Carl's done is, is a little bit more, um, yeah, obviously they haven't been performing very well, which has really been the, the downfall. But I think it is in fantasy, I don't think you'd ever get drafted a team like that, first of all. It'd just be hard to pull off. And second of all, um, putting your eggs in one basket uh, is just stupid anyway because of things like buys. Um, and then what if your team does stop performing, it, you know, like the actual Sharks stop performing or of the current Crusaders at a stump, whatever. But buys are always going to affect it. Rests are always going to affect you quite hard. And so for me, it's a risk game. 
Yeah, I think if the rain comes down, then you your team could be in trouble. Um, yeah, yeah, and like you said, the bars. So, but I, I think if you look at it, maybe in the at the back of the day, the reason why, like I used to believe in the consistency strategy, and I tried something different this year just to maybe hopefully learn from the the the, the dual bus team, um, is that uh, over the 15, 16 game week, is that it kind of eventually you only have to say you only need eight or nine wins to get to the semis. Um, yeah. Would would that strategy get you eight or nine wins? Um, so I mean, he's not doing that bad. Right. He's just an equal to the majority yeah. of the people. So let's see if it works out. I'm actually interested. Uh, but I, I'm glad he's kind of going for that strategy to see what works. I'm definitely studying it. But yeah, check it out. It's a different type of strategy. All right. Justin and Bestwick's uh, matchup. Um, we've got Justin who's basically um, allowing, not allowing for some wins, but uh, he's not focusing on that. His priority is the semis at this point. He deserves that spot. Um, but he is obviously still playing for those wins. What do you think about this matchup? Man, I'm going to back Justin for losing his second and, and say Bestwick might pull this one off. Um, I think having George Bridge back and Tia Tia starting um, and then Damien Willemse hitting form, uh, I think that's enough quality uh, to get some big points. I think um, he's got a counter Karevi against the Sunwolves. And that there is the big hitter. Um, and Will Jordan is when he when Will Jordan plays, he scores points. So um, not to mention Naivali going up against the Sunwolves. Besides that, Justin's team actually looks quite average. Um, and unless he's filling those um, vacant positions, I genuinely think I'm going to back Boomslang here. Yeah, interesting because I think if I'm I'm also looking at uh, Bestwick's uh, team, and I think he's actually probably got this one. Um, I think he's just got, you know, I think uh, when I look at Justin's team, I'm only really scared of Karevi and Jordan and, yeah. you know, Kira does. But uh, Bestwick, I think, has got, he's got, he's got the people to match it, but the rest of his Oaks uh, can beat the rest of his guys' Oaks quite easily, I would say. So that's why I would go to uh, Bestwick as well. Um, yeah. which, uh, last week, I offered, right at the death match, I wanted to test out Justin there and I offered him... Uh, uh, Henry Sprate for Naevalu. Um, of course, Henry Sprate sucks, and Naevalu is not the greatest tool in the shed. Um, but he could have maybe continued his eleven-game streak. Would you have gone? For, <laughs> would you have gone for that uh, no. trade? No, I don't think, no. Henry Spate's too cuck. Unfortunately, like I actually like Henry Spate. I just I don't know if he's just lost something over the years, or it's the Brumbies' game plan. I don't know. But Naivalu's stats are are solid, eh? 15, 17, 12, 13, 10. The last, out of the last seven weeks, only one has been in single digits, eight. So that's not bad, bro. Yeah, and chatting to him as well, I think his point was that he could possibly get more for Naivalu this week, um, especially if he's playing for the semis. Um, and I wonder if anyone reached out for him for Naivalu. Uh, could have possibly been a good pickup for this round. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, his priority is the semis, but uh, um, yeah, I don't think I would have taken it either. Uh, not in his position. Um, but if I was in my position, I probably would have just to get that win, just basically because of wins. Um, well, let's leave your, yours in my match for last. Um, and let's go to Spin and Brokeback, who doesn't seem to be here with us uh, any longer. Um, he no, Brokeback. 
This yeah. is, um, I mean, as far as stakes go, uh, this is this this match is huge for Conference One, you know, because I mean, it's a, it's, I mean, it's Conference Conference One uh, is, is as well as Mitch and Carl's match. Those are two two massive matches, eh? Big yeah. matches. I mean, you and me are cross conference, um, as as are Nick and and uh, sorry, sorry, just you and me, eh? The rest are all within conference. Um, yeah, but yeah, true. this is huge, bro. Like this, because it it means your competitor loses one and you win, so you you can div- you can make a two game gap, you know, um, just with one week. So yeah, bro. That that being said, um, yeah, this one's hard to call, eh? Because I think Sven actually has a lot of form at the moment, and his his uh, his team excites me, eh? Like Bowden Barrett against the Rebels for me is exciting. Um, his backs are, are all good, bro. I think Enor, Bosch, and Funda Hiva could all be in the points. Yeah. Um, Gallant on Byron's side needs to do something. I think for me, I'm probably going to vax Sven here. Yeah, I actually am also hoping Sven wins because obviously I'm in Conference 1 and uh, I want, you know, you, you kind of want the strategy of like, hey, Someone at the top of my conference needs to carry on winning, and other guys need to lose in order for me to get in. Yeah, uh, and that's what I need. I need. I don't care. I want him to, you know, let him be the top of the conference, and I want to come in and, uh, you know, if Byron wins, I'm in more trouble um, because I'll still be two wins behind those Oaks um, if I lose this week. But yeah, I'm definitely backing Sven, hoping that he wins. But based on performance-wise, um, I really think Sven does have it. Um, yeah. Also, because that interesting red front row versus Sunwolves, I think um, that uh, I don't think red front row has actually been that exciting for um, Sven this year. Um, I think he maybe wanted a bit more consistency, not necessarily bigger points, but maybe a little bit more consistency. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's what he was hoping for. But I, I think ninety percent of the front rows that face the Sunwolves are generally hitting past thirty points. Um, and I, I think that's that's where he would take it. Uh, Byron, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't have the best. I mean, if you look at Hamish Stewart versus Bowden Barrett, you'd back Bowden. At Irene Simone versus Courtney Beale, you'd back Beale. Anton Leonard Brown is where he would take where he would take some points against Adam Ashley Cooper. But the backs, I think Byron's also got some uh, very good backs. Uh, Galant and Anand Maddox, they're not bad. I yeah. think they're just uh, Sven's backs. Um, so I think this, if I had to call one again, once again, the closest match of the week, I think it will be this one. Um, and that's where I would, I would feel. Um, we just had to see what those red friends try to do it. All right. Um, what about yours and my match? All right. So, of course, you've had your mid, uh, mid-week breakdown. Um, and I'm talking about your actual mids. Um, your dear Lindy Creel and Billy Meeks. Um, and I mean, your your favorite mid right now is Phil Berliger. <laughs> what is he? Um, but yeah, what do you think? How do you think the week's gone? Um, I also don't have a flower half, um, and of course, Rico on a bar and flower on court. Um, so it could be a tough. <laughs> <time. laughs> um, well, in Japan, this guy Phil Burley, they're calling him the new Karevi. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, so I'm expecting him to absolutely go tits. At the moment, yeah, he's probably going to win by him by himself. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think there's a bit of a trans mistranslation there because in the first week he played 49 minutes and got one point, 
And in the third week, he played 76 minutes and got 6.8 points. So I, I think it's very hard to... I think right now he's comparing to Matt Proctor rather than Karevi. But uh, okay. yeah, let's see what He's, he's yeah. more like Elton. He's cuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Carlton are playing this week. So, yeah, I mean, he's right now, he's my number one player. So... <laughs> So yeah, I think it'll be. I think this is going to be uh, one of those um, one of those weeks where one of our guys are going to go big, and we are just going to feel cuck. Um, and of course, you do have Spec Magic back. Um, yeah! Oh, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I'm I'm yeah! 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 Yeah, I think it's that's that's a bit overboard uh, excitement for Spec Magic, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I hope he doesn't do anything, but uh, against the Waratahs, I, I, I love to see what he does. No, that'll uh, be a good game. I mean, I think that'll that'll be a good game. Um, yeah, it, it is exciting. I mean, from a rugby perspective, he's just fun to watch. Um, I don't care if he can't tackle; at least he does something uh, when he's got the ball. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think um, at the end of the day, yeah, we'll have to see who goes big. Bryce Hegarty, I think, will actually go quite decently. Um, because he's kicking. Um, but yeah, bro. I mean, our our current head to head is six wins. Jason, four wins. Jono, bro. I think it's going to be seven and four. Eh? No, I think it's going to be six and five. And then I, I'm hoping to get the biggest win, uh, biggest win margin in rugby. Not of either, but uh, it's possible. But uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> stat that I don't like to look at. I just ignore stats like that. You know, that's how I do fantasy. I ignore the stats I don't want, and then I uh, appreciate yeah, the stats. Exactly. That- Stats are like just kind of inconveniences to you. Yeah, you just actually use them for preferences, you know. Only when they're preferences, you yeah, actually use their interpretation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I guess it's for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> okay, what, what do you make of these stats, bro? Okay, I'm going to give uh-huh. you the game weeks and guess the team, okay? Uh, guess the, the – not the team, man, not the super brew. Guess the, um, guess the player. For these stats, weeks one to – how many are we? Eleven. Minus six, nine, one, sixty-one, eleven, five, six, nine, three. Guess the player. Yeah. Um, sixty-one. Who scored sixty-one? What? Jordy Barrett. Um. Or I'll give you a hint. It's it's a three and one, bro. A three and one. As in three players for one position. Three players for one position. Now you even screw me over. But as in like three players. Give you one. one. Yeah. As in like a front row. Oh. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Sorry. I was actually, you know, I'm looking at my email. Um, <laughs> uh, was, no, uh, no, I remember that. <laughs> wasn't that. Wasn't that my Crusaders front row? That is correct. I just remember that now. That the 61 was probably the last time I won a game week. Um, that's why I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you were, you were trying to palm them off or whatever. But I mean, as far as stats, how's this, bro? They are, and this is what I don't understand. They are out and out the number one team in Super Rugby. Yet, their, their front row will win a match like last week. What did they, they child the Oaks by like 50 points or whatever. And they had 3.4, 3.5, bro. I mean, what the yeah, hell? I don't, I don't, and I know, and that's including an assist, eh? Um, I was actually watching the replay of yeah. it. I saw freaking Which later. means they were negative. Yeah, basically. Because, so, what, I've, what I'm feeling is all their game plan is in the Crusaders is to really much just set up the freaking back line. 
Um, because if you look at the Crusaders' background, you're talking, you're talking the average there. You're talking thirty points compared to anyone else's background, and that's where they're getting all their points. So I, I think that whole forwards uh, rugby game is just to really set up the backline. Um, yeah. So I yeah, no, it's true. And I mean, they concede a lot of penalties. I was just having a look now. Um, yeah, there's seven and then eight. And that's, you know, that's that's what happened. Yeah. And I mean, this week against the Sharks, you have to say that the Sharks uh, pack looks solid. So, who knows, bro? What will happen now? Yeah, All right. Points to you. Yeah, I hope so. They should get more points. But watch. No, Knowing on step, they probably won't. Minus points for you. Minus. No, I hope not. No, don't don't make me judge. Well, no points for Lions from Ray. Um, so. <laughs> but this is also, um, hey, there is one good matchup here, bro. Will Genya versus Tate. It's actually the two leading front row. I mean, two leading halfbacks. That's correct. And they, yes. And and Will Genya is my ex-lover. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Were you in a toilet or? Oh, wait, no, that was Aaron Smith. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was Aaron Smith. Christchurch. Yeah, but I mean, then again, it's Reds versus Sunwolf. So, I mean, Tate has actually high expectations. Um, so, actually, he's got the head start. Um, because uh, oh wait hold on but then again I don't think TJ is playing so for the Hurricane so hopefully Guinea runs circles around that other halfback uh, mm. whoever it is yeah exactly it's probably Fletcher Smith or something <laughs> 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 but as we wrap up because we're hitting the the high mile mark yeah um, anything to look out for I mean the one thing I remember last year we did we tried to do those awards and uh, I think um, we actually have to get those awards in so maybe what do you think people should work on nominations um, and maybe yeah, what email let's, um, let's bring out the categories to do a reminder for next week bring out some of the categories and then yeah. can, uh, anyone who's got any nominations um, mm. yeah I mean blue ball is probably going to go to you we don't even need to nominate it's just obvious yeah, well, we've got the second this year, so it's going to be cool that all four people are playing for it. So no one's safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. And watch, watch this, bro. Watch old flipping Falau get overturned and make a comeback, bro. Well, that's why I'm holding on him. I was actually going to post the question: How much is Falau worth right now? Who would pay the highest risk? I mean, what would you pay out of your team? What would you pay for Falau right now? Um, probably Otia Black. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Well, I actually need the flower half, but I mean, that would be actually interesting. Um, oh, guess who just sent the trade? Do you want to see this trade? To me, in our league, guess who just sent the trade? Justin. No, but I'm going to accept it. This is already planned, bro. You planned to create drama on the show. I know, I did. I actually did. I've been talking about it all day, but I just did it. And have you seen it? No, I don't have email. Oh, damn it. You don't have email. But it's fine. I can do transactions. But let's just say um, I got a flower. Oh, my gosh, Oak. Tell you what. <laughs> 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 yes, dude. Oh, man, that's a shit shuffle, man. Yeah, that is a shit shuffle. <laughs> It's looking good. Uh, so I've got uh, the Sharks, bro. His highest so far, Mitch Hunt, zero, minus seven, zero, six, two, three. Da, da, da. Yeah, I think I've got an extra six points, and that's what I was going for. Um, I don't think it's a big one. I think he 
I think Mitch Hunts, I'll throw him away next week, but I think Byron walks away with Warden and he gets a consistent six points for the rest of the season. Mitch so, Hunt's Hunt is highest so far, 6.6. He's currently averaging, I think, uh, about 2.8. Where you? So you bank on him getting six, bro? Yeah, because he's playing for more, more minutes. So you'll, you'll basically be scoring his highest of the season, eh? Yeah, because it'll be his first full game. <laughs> uh, okay, cool, man. I'm hoping. But, I mean, who cares? Uh, I needed. I uh, wouldn't mind a win. I'm trying to go for the fifth or sixth, though, before I lose this matchup. Hey, do you remember last season, bro? Last season, you you ended up having to trade for Mitch Hunt because of Moonga's injury. How many games did you win with Mitch Hunt? Uh, none. I remember one out of five. Yeah, bro. Oh wait, this better not be the one. Yeah, no, it, it will be the one. It will be it because will I mean, not. Mitchell even. Oh wait, I've got three percent. Right, yeah, Mitchell even got. He ended up getting Dialendi, who was like the second best middle of the year, and he got Buffelli, which was like the second best outside back of the year. Um, but yeah, they ended up having two good seasons. Not like Dialendi this year and Buffelli this year, but uh, yeah, he definitely walked away with uh, the better. I think he won Trade of the Year that one. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, well, well done, boys. Well done. It's going to be a good match. At least you got a full team now. Nearly. Yeah, that's a lock. But uh, let's see what happens. Um, I got Josh Stander. I'll go get a lock. Um, Yo, but yeah. Get a Jags yeah. lock. I'll get a Jags lock. Lavanini. I get Lotto. Lotto. Lotto the Lavanini. lock. Lotto is like winning the Lotto. Lotto the lock. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we'll obviously, uh, what, post those uh, nominations. Uh, there's awards out and people will start sending through nominations. And the reason yeah. for that is that we don't want to lose the stats. Last year, we lost all the stats because it, it just locks out. So even though we're preparing for the award ceremony of the Oscars in February, that's only going to happen in February. Uh, yeah, let's just see that. All right. Anyway, all the best. Yeah, I hope you lose. I hope you lose. I really hope you lose. No, I really, no, I hope you lose. But anyway. Hope you lose. The loser, <laughs> the loser has to do something naked. I'm already naked. I've been on this whole podcast while naked, yeah. Oh, me yeah. too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Funny, Byron, Byron, yeah, I don't know what happened to Byron. He couldn't be naked for too long. He's at his parents' house, just like me. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all Thank right. You, bro. Thank you, bro. All the best. Cheers. Uh, Cheers, yeah. Good. Bye.